Line out, they will go. In front of Wonga. He's made a break. He feeds Will Jordan. He has gas. Too much gas. And scores. A brilliant try out of nowhere. Richie Mawonga, a break from the heavens. He's broken this game wide open. It's a fraction of a hole, but it's hard to control. seats personally in my mind and my heart and my gut so that game you know there was a bit riding on for me personally so yeah I mean a lot ladies and gentlemen uh, let's get ready to rumble Welcome back to the run home with Beav and Sam. All thanks to Mick Delivery delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. If you made it to five o'clock, you get to knock off. Fair to say, with the uh, the election being full swing and a whole ton of rugby to watch and get up early for, and otherwise, probably a few dusty people uh, heading home, tired after uh, burning a candle both ends after that first day back at work. Also, might be a few staying on late to catch up for uh, the the early hours. Games this morning, Beef. Might have uh, might have uh, arrived at the office a little bit under the cover of darkness. Well, under well, there's light that tried sneaking and sticking in and do those extra hours to make sure they can claim them on the pay sheet. I mean, it was the timing of those games are very frustrating for uh, on a Monday morning. I've got to say, I hope my kids made the school all right because I've just shoved some food in a lunchbox in a bag <laughs> and pointed them towards the door. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to check in on that soon. Well, I forget that it's the Monday morning ones over here. Obviously, now we go to Friday-Saturday fixtures. Yes, and right. so we are saying last night, from from over here point of view, it sort of feels like, oh, we've got nothing to do for a week now. But actually, Friday will come around quick, I reckon, um, considering uh, it's the All Blacks have a Friday night fixture. So they go Friday-Saturday and then Saturday. So, no, nah, it's... it's it's all it's all gearing up now. It's uh, it's getting awfully exciting now that uh, the boys have got to ever have. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thrilled um, to that the All Blacks are alive. But, but the country, listen, you know that I'm. You know, I'll I'll tell you first to tell you that there was a movement around the up the wires and everyone got excited, and that sports can uh, from other other sports can grab imaginations. And there has been a little a lack of that uh, for the All Blacks in recent times. But I maintain that the All Blacks at a World Cup is the only sport that played in this country where I hear my neighbours, not just my neighbours, the people <laughs> down the road. I was watching a couple of minutes delayed, um, just had to stop to help the young one uh, with uh, with a few uh, torture activities uh, and then to come back and I heard a, a, a roar, I thought, God, next scrum, I am fast forwarding. You know, I'm, I'm catching me up. Cause it, it, and that's what's special about it is that, you know, even if, even if people start uh, are turning off rugby and whatever you want to say, rugby's lost its its grip on this country. When the All Blacks are playing a game like that in the World Cup, the country stops, and you could literally hear it through your neighbours. I know I'm not the only one that found that too. So uh, it was a special special start to the uh, to that Sunday morning, absolutely. And I I want to check something else with you as well, Beef, because you and I and everyone else had a lot of talk about what was going to go on and who should be picked, and we were all all yelling for Damien McKenzie to be picked. If I told you on the Friday that uh, Damien McKenzie would not be put on the field, you mm. may have been up in arms. But given that Finlay uh, and DMAC didn't get play on, I think it's an inspired choice by um, Ian Foster. It's also a brave one because the, the plan to empty the bench and bring everybody on. But I, I, I think that was the right call. It really struck me as a, as a smart, astute decision. 
Well, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I was sitting there with uh, one half of the uh, the great midfield of our generation, and uh, I said to I said to Conrad, "At what stage and how do you get Damien into this?" And we both, with twenty five sort of minutes to go, obviously both huge fans of what Damien mm-hmm. puts out there. It, it just you didn't know where you'd be able to put him on, and you know I I'd never actually for one moment thought that Anton would be a winger first ahead of Damon. <laughs> I thought Damon would prob- probably would have had that but then even the Anton on the wing thing look inspired by the, with what Anton dished up um, so obviously defensively probably a bigger man um, and considering what the Irish wings were and the threat that they posed then again it probably makes a lot of sense that the, the, the route they went and uh, that's why they get paid the big bucks Sam to, to make those good calls so uh, Absolutely. it was actually but, I mean, in the modern era, it's actually quite brave to actually not put anyone on. And it wasn't like it was a slow fixture. So, therefore, the Aaron Smith one and not putting Finlay out there, it's it's an even bigger call because, as I said, it wasn't a slow game. I'd imagine the ball and play stats were pretty, were pretty high compared to some of the other ones we've seen in this tournament. So, again, I'd just like to see that you, you don't have preconceived – Sort of spreadsheets to say right at sixty minutes we're making this sub, this sub, and this sub. I think it was. I think it's brilliant as far as uh, a reacting to the feel of the game. Yeah, I think the the yellow cards dictated play a bit. And maybe yes, Aaron Smith, of course. Maybe if Aaron Smith didn't have that ten, yep. maybe maybe the replacement does happen. Good point. But, uh, anyway, I, yep. I thought it was great. No, it's not. I, I, they get we we see the All Blacks get called out over their picks on the bench and their use of the bench. So it's worth pointing out that they deserve a bouquet on this occasion for bringing uh, Demighty Williams and Fletcher Newell on at the same time. That double sub uh, in the 64th minute to come on, I thought was absolutely massive because it meant that there was two fresh bodies on there at once. Oh, mate, made, made a world of difference in my opinion. So uh, well done to the All Blacks, well done to their tactics. And uh, yeah, we've got to be thrilled with what was dished out there. So uh, let's take a look. It's coming up on your Macca's menu. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. We'll be speaking to uh, Joey Wheeler shortly. We Need to Talk is in our future where uh, Brad puts us on the spot. Looking forward to that one. Uh, the MG Take Charge, perform of the weekend. Take your pick. This is going to be a different one to pick. I personally, quietly, I've got my fingers crossed, hoping it's Afghanistan. That, that was fantastic against England and cricket. And of course, we got a TRB live update with Paul Moate. Mick Delivery delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. This is the Run Home feature interview. Thanks to Mick Delivery. To my wife, my boss, I may or may not be there tonight or on Monday. This place is rocking. I'd also like to apologise to the Cranberries. I think I got the song name wrong and the sun. But I'd like to apologise to absolutely nobody. Let's go to the old race. The great Joey Wheeler in Full flight at the Flying Mullet in Bapamoa, and it's just down the road from uh, from me, and uh, it's been, uh, I, I, I thankfully haven't been kicked out of that one, I don't think, don't, don't recall. No, 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 I definitely haven't been kicked out of that one yet, and I don't think, I think you were made honorary mayor of uh, Papamoa after uh, that one. Uh, Joey, how have you pulled up, mate? Are you okay? Are you still there? Are you still at the Flying Mullet? 
<laughs> I'd love to still be at the Flying Mullet, mate. Um, thanks for having me on. But, yeah, I'd just like to dispel some rumours. Obviously, um, probably people think that I am severely inebriated in that live cross. Uh, I hadn't actually touched a drop at that stage. I am the ultimate professional when the camera is running, fellas. Um, but the excitement, the euphoria of that situation, the buzz that was going around, there was just so much tension, drama, you know, the best test match I've ever witnessed. Um, it just all overcame me. Uh, and obviously, we'd made a push pre-game that I said to a couple of the punters, I just don't think we support our All Blacks well enough in New Zealand. You know, we're, we're really cynical when they lose and we don't celebrate victories very well. And, you know, the, the Irish, they belt out the Cranberries um, zombie post-match. And I was like, we need a song. And I just thought, the dudes... Bliss, that's us. So we played it pre-game to fire everyone up in Papamoa. Well, it did that. Then the All Blacks produced the goods. And I'll tell you what, that place was absolutely rocking after the All Blacks got the job done. It wasn't just me dancing on tables. There were numerous others. The bartenders uh, behind the bar, the ladies got the old Coca-Cola hose out and they were spraying water over everyone. It was like Coyote Ugly. Uh, it was fantastic. Coyote Ugly, you say? Or was it, you know, Quite very ugly. Where were we at? <laughs> it was, sorry, mate, I missed that. But it was just, yeah, it was just a, an awesome, an awesome morning. And then um, I had to, I had a couple of beers. I must admit, after the game, and then had to drive back to um, with the producer back to Auckland Airport to fly home with my tail between my legs. And and people in Auckland Airport were surprised that I was in such good nick because they all thought I was, uh, I'd had a couple as well. <laughs> Now I will I will vouch for Joey here. Joey can do that sober, but I'm also not buying it. He can also do it uh, <laughs> severely under the weather too. So, uh, Joey, you mentioned you mentioned about the support factor, and you're out there. Obviously, you're doing what you're doing at the moment for Sky. You're out there, a, a man of the people and on the street, if you will. How much? Like, obviously, great that we won a quarter final and all the rest of it. But for me, you touched on it a few times. I think New Zealand rugby. And our game needed that victory, like I don't think, you know, yeah, without, we've ever thought of. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. Like I know, um, really lucky to be in and around, um, you know, the real punters, the the real supporters of this team. And I think, you know, the, the All Blacks. I think sometimes, sometimes probably New Zealand rugby and the All Blacks forget that the All Blacks is our team. It's New Zealand's team, right? And we have a deeply connected fan base to that team. And, um, you know, they feel every loss, they they feel every win, but they are so, so um, deeply connected. And they probably have lost a little bit of that connection over the past um, few years. And I think definitely that team, they've faced a, a ton of adversity um, from coaching changes to speculation about your head coach being there over the last few years. So for them on the inside, um, I'd imagine a massive relief for them that they've, you know, I suppose in many ways, they've got the monkey off the back um, because Ireland have had our number, um, not only last year when they came down under, but previous years. Like you think back to when they did a job on us in Chicago and, and obviously yeah. we got um, with a Ryan Crotty try and a re-kick from um, Aaron Cruden to beat them um, yeah. at Aviva Stadium as well. So it's it's uh, it has been building for a long time, but I think 
everyone sensed that and everyone was just so engaged in this fixture. I haven't seen anything quite like it. And the tension, like there would have been a couple of hundred in that pub um, uh, on the weekend, maybe 300. And it was, you could hear a pin drop in that last five minutes. Like you were literally uh, riding every tackle with the All Blacks. And I haven't seen an engaged rugby community like it in a long time. And, And I think the way that this team has sort of embraced that at this World Cup, they've sort of probably learned their, their, from their lesson, uh, learned from their mistakes that they haven't probably been um, in, as engaged with the New Zealand rugby public as they should be um, over the last few years. I definitely think for a rugby public, it's been um, one of the most important wins in, in our um, storied history for New Zealand rugby, without a doubt, mate. Mate, when you, when you actually look at the game itself, obviously Sammy Kane, Artie Savia stood out like beacons as far as the performance they put in. But uh, who else for you, mate? Oh, I think uh, I'd have to mention a young Marco, who I've, you know, obviously was a surprise selection for some, for Leicester, did, did his job well and got the early try. But was there any, what others for you stood out? Oh, look, I, I think, yeah, look, those guys that you mentioned, Artie, Sam, Shannon Frizzell as well, they'd been questioned yep. and heavily by a lot of pundits, I thought they were absolutely magnificent. Without a doubt, that you know, leadership comes in many forms, right? But Sam Kane's performance just showed um, what a fantastic player he is for one, um, but two, how he basically led from the front and um, was like, "Follow me, boys. This is how we're going to win this Test match." Uh, I was super impressed with Geordie Barrett. His goal kicking was magnificent, um, and uh, will be at the first. Kick for touch. I thought his um, out of hand kicking. It looked a bit like you um, in the when we're playing um, kick tennis, Beaver at Suntory, um, <laughs> trying to nudge the ball as far as you can. It was a, it was an absolute dead duck um, that first kick. Is, but I thought he was magnificent. Um, but for me, I, I just thought the the performance of Ethan De Groot and um, Tyrell Lomax, like those two, have been severely criticised. Um, from that game against uh, the French. They took a lot of criticism, and, and probably rightly so. Um, you know, maybe a, a few refereeing decisions didn't go their way as well, but I think the way that they fronted back up against a really experienced and gnarly front row of Ireland, I was super impressed with them. Their work around the field, their tackle, um, their physicality and everything they did. They don't get enough credit, but I think that combination, um, yes, they are they are young on the test scene, but, man, I think that was the coming of age of those two. To perform on a massive occasion like that, um, yeah, they can just take their hats off. It was a huge shift from those two lads. Yeah, Joey, we saw another interesting classic this morning between the Springboks uh, and France. Uh, has what, what did you make of that game, and what do you make of the shakedown of, of that means that France are out. We know that uh, the huge odds that uh, that the Springboks should be in that World Cup final from here. Uh, what does that result mean for the All Blacks' chances in general? An absolute classic, wasn't it? I imagine on the ground over there, babe, there'll be some um, yeah, some sorry French uh, French fans going around because I mean for the. For the competition, it would have been great to have seen a, um, you know, obviously an All Blacks uh, France final, and everyone was, you know, waiting with bated breath that that was the hope. But what a what a classic again! And oh look, it's just it just again it just shows and underpins the South Africans' class at these tournaments. Like they can go 
four years sort of in the wilderness, lose, dropping games that they shouldn't drop, losing games. But then when they turn up in World Cup years, you know that they're going to front and they, then they're just going to be their bullish bully selves. And they did that again tonight. And it was, man, it was a physical encounter, just like the All Blacks um, Irish quarterfinal. Uh, look, I think them taking on um, the English, I think they'll do a job on them as well. Um, England, the way that they played, you know, just kick, um, go to their set piece, all that sort of stuff. You do that against the um, the Saffers, are the best in the world at the moment at that. We thought that the French, they were they were someone that maybe could bully the bully, but they, they couldn't today. And um, the South Africans, again, just, just show their absolute class. So, yeah, they'll roll on, man. Um, they're they're going to be a real threat, and I think it will be... Um, uh, the All Blacks taking on the, the Saffirs in, in a final, which will be, holy hecka, that is going to be um, some sort of clash if that if that unfolds. Joe, you'll, you'll appreciate this, mate. Uh, you, you mentioned that there'd be a few heartbroken and on-the-ground sort of French people at the moment. I've just had a couple of my South African mates who came in for the weekend. Uh, they're on an early flight out of Paris. And I said, I said, how's things? And they've just sent me a photo of the airport. They said, it's a wall zone out here. There's, uh, some, there's a fair few South Africans down on power, but they're, they're just cr- walking around the airport and lying on benches all over the place. So you can imagine the scenes. Oh, you got to respect that. I love that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, look, man, the, the, the Saffirs know how to turn it on. I've seen some footage of them celebrating post-match, and, yeah, they're lapping up as well. So, uh, I mean... I love that about World Cup, say, like, it gets the best out of all the fans, and it, and it seems like it's pretty respectful and, and the way everything, everyone, all the fans are conducting their business, bar the English. I saw that, too, but there was a bit of a tussle in the What's going on, mate? Are you inciting violence over there? <laughs> well, no, Napoleon got thrown across the uh, Frost's stand, apparently. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, very. Very uh, well, very English. Maybe the soccer hooligans have, have shown up in Marseille, but no such no such behaviour in Paris, mate. I can assure you of that. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Good all, to hear. Good. All above board. Where were the beavers? Uh, Joey Wheeler. Really appreciate your time. Look, I'm, mate, I'm I'm already looking forward to what you're going to throw out for us uh, on, <laughs> on Saturday morning. So yeah, mate, get, any get, tips, lads? Because that's the, that's the hardest thing. Is everyone's like, what are you going to bring this weekend of the All Blacks? <laughs> Mate, you, you really need to get all over it. Just get in there, get into Dunedin, and just, and just nail this it. bad boy. That's the, way, that's the way to go. Get yourself, get on the power raids, get on the uh, chicken McNuggets, and get yourself all prepped, mate. You really need to give yourself that recovery time and be able to pull through to peak uh, when we need you most. Joey Wheeler, always grateful for your time. Thank you so much, mate. That was our uh, Macca's feature interview. Mick Delivery, delivering your Macca's favourite straight to your front door. Get on that, Joey. Don't forget to give us a text. We want to hear from you on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Temper and Bedpost's range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape, bo- shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. Let us know your thoughts on that game. Double eight, double three. Are we looking at a South Africa All Blacks final? Or give us a call on 0800 150 811.